A new report reveals the cold welcome New Zealand gave Afghan refugees when they arrived two years ago. 1,600 displaced Afghan nationals came here two years ago after the Taliban returned to power. But their experiences resettling here were less than ideal. Months in hotel rooms, struggles to access mental health support, employment and education. These experiences are highlighted in a new report by World Vision, Amnesty International and Action Station. The research canvassed refugees and those who supported them about how they began their new lives here and find significant gaps. Rebecca Armstrong is World Vision's Head of Advocacy and Justice. Tēnā Rebecca. Tēnā how are you? I'm great, thanks. To whom did you talk for this report, please? We talked to around 45 people uh, from the recent evacuation, including some um, informed people who uh, provided agency support. And some of these were in uh, focus group discussions, but a lot of them were just interviews. Uh, And were there a set of particular questions you asked or was it just open? Tell us your experience. Um, we did a lot of uh, set questions, but we also let people direct where they wanted the, the questions to go. And our whole um, methodology was just around hearing from Afghan people around their experiences of resettling here and, and what were the key themes um, that they found. These were people fleeing a country devastated by war. And of course, uh, we, we know just how drastic the change underway at the time they fled. Many separated from family. What was their experience when they got here? Um, Well, I think what we found is that the experience was very different for for different people. Uh, There was not a comprehensive kind of blanket package of services and assistance that was given to everyone. So uh, people had different experiences of orientation. Some people didn't receive it at all because they had um, children who were needing childcare and they couldn't make an orientation. Um, Other people who did have a lot of support, for example, the International Judges Association really wrapped around support to some of the uh, judges that were were brought to New Zealand. They had a good experience. So um, our report identifies, though, that there needs to be blanket, comprehensive package of services and assistance that's given to every single person equally. And this needs to cover things like orientation, assistance and assessing and accessing further education and employment opportunities. And um, mental health was a very very specific concern for this group who had had to flee Afghanistan in very traumatic circumstances and uh, came to New Zealand where they didn't really have much support at all. Can you explain some of what they went through? For example, some families in hotels for months. What was the story? Well, that's uh, one of the saddest findings of the report that was very common. Uh, Some people stayed in hotels for up to a year, but many uh, for 10 months. And some of them talk about how they they didn't leave their hotel room for months. They were waiting for someone to come and help them. Um, They were really struggling with their mental health. They didn't speak good English. They needed someone to kind of do that kind of pastoral care. You're in New Zealand. How can we help you? Um, This is what you need to do here. Um, so they felt very isolated and alone. And of course, we've got this this um, housing crisis in New Zealand. So actually getting into a house was very difficult. Uh, a lot of refugees didn't have, you know, the services of, of something like Red Cross that help um, quota refugees come here. They help you set up your home so they get into a home and have no services. And it's um, we want to highlight, you know, the the problems that that took place in this report, but we also want to say that, you know, services weren't resourced to be able to help, which was really difficult. So we're really calling for um, more investment into this kind of resettlement for humanitarian reasons so that these um, agencies that do 
traditionally help when there are um, intakes of refugees can kick in and provide um, all the tools and services that that people need to be able to thrive here. Uh, Don't refugees to New Zealand normally have six weeks at the Mangari Refugee Resettlement Centre to give them some kind of basic introduction? Yes, and um, so obviously we couldn't put this number of people in the Mangari Refugee Centre, but that type of six-week orientation is just so essential for anyone resettling in New Zealand for humanitarian reasons. You know, orientation covers um, things like how you access services, but also what the laws operating in New Zealand are. And what we found with this group of uh, refugees is that... um, Often they were given an orientation session, potentially. It wasn't six weeks long, but because they had arrived um, and they were traumatised, they couldn't take in that information. So we're saying that people need to have uh, options for different types of orientation that cover you know, over a six-week period so that they can retain information when they need to. And there needs to be... Um, there needs to be childcare for people too because a lot of people couldn't access orientation because they had babies to look after. Some also became unwell as well. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about the mental health component? Look, for for as long as New Zealand's been taking refugees, almost it seems, certainly for the last three or four decades, there have been concerns about insufficient support in two areas. One is language and the second is is mental health, uh, addressing mental health concerns. What What was the experience of this cohort? This cohort had literally left the most traumatic circumstances. They uh, often were at at very high risk of losing their lives. They left a lot of their family members behind and they were terrified that their family members were going to be killed. Um, They had... uh, they had incredible mental health issues and we needed to provide them really effective trauma-informed health um, and mental health support. Um, This would be one of the the biggest recommendations from from our research. Um, But also uh, the biggest concern for this, this cohort too was access to family reunification because while they were not granted a refugee status, they came on this um, visa category and it needed to be used to allow for the government to bring people here quickly and safely. They do have the same needs as refugees and refugees in New Zealand are offered um, family reunification and in the case of Ukraine, for example, are offered that residency and in both cases we've seen that those um, those services and entitlements that refugees receive as quota refugees to New Zealand should have applied to this group. Um, And that mental health and family reunification, those two go together for a lot of this cohort. Uh, Many of these 1,600 Afghan nationals who sought refuge here two years ago have close family members still in Afghanistan. Uh, And based on some recent decisions uh, by the government, will they have a reunification opportunity? It sounds like the government has said that uh, tier one opportunities will be available. So that's for people who have no family in New Zealand with them right now, but that this will also take two to three years to take place. Um, obviously, family reunification is applied for for all uh, refugees and, and there's a, a big wait list. But for, for people from Afghanistan, two to three years is, is such a long time, especially when some of their family members are at risk because of association with them. And they're, they're just extremely worried about um, getting their family to New Zealand if possible. So uh, there was that announcement about a month ago that does provide some hope, but just for people who don't have any family here right now um, and that two to three year period is is tricky, difficult.
Where are most at now two years old? Some people are thriving. Um, as I talked about before, you know, there have been some groups of people, for example, the International um, Association of Women Judges wrapped support around some young uh, female judges that came to New Zealand. And I understand some other groups too, like journalists in New Zealand are the same. Um, but a lot of people still are struggling to get into employment and work. This was also a cohort of, of um, very skilled people. We've had, uh, for example, a um, chief engineer say that he, he was begging for a job in New Zealand to change tyres and, and he couldn't get a job um, even though he's so skilled in this you know particular profession he couldn't even get a job um, doing tyres. Um, we've got another doctor who said um, please can I just get any job at a hospital I just want to breathe in the hospital air I just want to help New Zealand um, people and I just want to be in the hospital any job can you give me one and so uh, this group of people are feeling frustrated that they can't get into the roles um, that they want to be in um, there have been some changes made retrospectively which is is really good but uh, I think people are now getting on there that they're having to readjust um, to different professions and different ways of working um, and yeah, I think that things are a lot better now, but it's been a very slow process. And I think if a lot of these supports were provided at the, the beginning, at the onset, uh, this would have been a group that would be thriving right now and they're not quite there yet. Rebecca, thanks very much. Rebecca Armstrong, that report has been compiled by World Vision, Amnesty International and Action Station.